Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasathea Powder. The following recordings continue the shocking tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two strong and sensitive women from the charming little planet of Cassandra and the strange discoveries they made after the war. Last time, Captain Green had relented and admitted there probably was a government conspiracy, and Dr. Gonzalez could breathe a sigh of relief at last. But not for long. This is episode five, For Your Own Good. Let us begin. don't often remember my dreams, so that's a small mercy. I haven't ever seen a transport ship, actually, other than the pictures of the Juan Cabrillo after it went down. I've never been off-world at all. I've hardly even left the capital. In a way, this is... Your stories are probably the closest I'll ever get to seeing the universe. They're never going to let me leave Cassandra now, so... I'm, uh, I don't mind hearing about it. I spoke to Eleanor Lopez again today. I know you don't approve of my decision to use her resources, and I know she's a vulture, but she has an audience in the core planets. If we want anyone to pay attention to what we discover, she is an invaluable tool. She doesn't know that's what I want her for, of course. I can't give anything away until we have something to give away, or else I'll end up as dead as Rowley. She just knows I'm willing to talk, which is why I have met with her several times. I'm trying to give her enough material to keep her on the hook without revealing anything that will present an unnecessary risk to me. It's... Lucky she's not a more serious journalist, or I'm sure she'd have stopped talking to me days ago. As it is, her scruples are few, which is how I was able to meet with her today. Blanc has restricted my movements. I can't leave the palace interior at all, and I sent a message to Lopez saying I'd likely have to cancel our meeting today. She replied and told me to just be in my room at the appointed time. I waited, expecting... I don't know, a secured video channel to pop up on my comms for a signal to meet somewhere in the palace? I certainly wasn't expecting the serving maid to knock at the door and ask me if I had any dirty clothes. I said I didn't, and she asked if I was certain, and insisted on coming in to check for me, pushing her enormous cart full of the papery gray jumpsuits they give us to wear fully into the room. I was mid-protest when the pile of jumpsuits abruptly writhed and an instant later, Eleanor Lopez emerged from them. Anything for a story, I guess. She gave me a dazzling smile and gave the maid an urgent piece and instructions to return in an hour. Then she got a good look at me and made me put on two kinds of eyeliner before she'd consent to film me saying anything, perched at the end of my bed like some kind of sly sprite. She asked me more questions about Rowley and... I turned them into more questions about Evelyn. It is necessary. I need to give her something, and talking about him is unlikely to compromise this investigation or get me killed. He wouldn't begrudge me that. At any rate, Lopez is thinking about writing a book. 
apparently your little tour is driving up demand for more Cassandra Medea content. And the scandal of my situation, combined with the pathos of Evelyn's passing, is good for business. If I told her about my connection to you, I think she might visibly drool. Don't worry, I won't. I doubt Blanc would love me talking about you much more than he'd like me talking about Rowley. After an hour of this, she left in the same way she came, with a promise to return tomorrow. The finished interview will come out at the end of the week, she thinks. I'd be impressed if it weren't so worrying. Blanc, as far as I can tell, has no idea she was here at all. He's been a thorn in my side since the interview, but apparently a woman can bribe her way into my room with one argent coin. He didn't keep the Medean ambassador from drugging my tea, either. Some guard he is. Not that he was ever guarding me, so much as he's guarding Cassandra from me. I'll let you know when I have more news. You'll let me know when you have more news? You have more news. You just said the Medean ambassador drugged your tea. I'll assume you're all right now because you had the wherewithal to contact uh, Eleanor Lopez. But if there's a way you could let me know that you're not, I don't know, sending me these messages from the wrong end of a Median gun, a picture, maybe. You could even turn on the video feed for once. It would not kill you to let me see you. I will if you do. I won't even clean for you. I promise. Captain Sophie Green in her natural habitat. Half-unpacked case, actively digging for her clippers. Seriously, where the fuck? Well, it might not be the worst thing. Tyrannus is fucking cold. A little extra around my ears might not be bad. Even this room, they have us staying in an old barracks. Renovated as a hotel, of course. Tyrannus doesn't have a military. They're designated... Fuck, I can't remember. There's a big university on the other side. Maybe it's an education hub. I have to admit, I was kind of distracted during that part of the welcome presentation. Josephine Crooks, that absolute weirdo, kept staring, like, just over my shoulder. To the point that I turned around to make sure there wasn't a man with an axe behind me, you know? But it was just the delegation support staff. I don't think I've mentioned them before. I don't have much use for them, so I guess I tend to forget they're there. Plus, they rotate back home every four planets, so there's no point getting to know them. There's two of them each, two Cassandra and two Median, and they're somewhere between personal assistants and nannies. Supposedly, the point of them is to do things for us so that the host planets find us harder to bribe. Oh, I would buy Sophie Green a top-of-the-line haircut, but she has someone to do that for her. It's stupid. And I obviously cut my own hair, or I would if I could just find... Agent Cullen is nowhere, and Allegros wasn't waiting with a bouquet on the airstrip, so... Doesn't mean he's not here, of course. I don't have a sense yet of how free our movements are. The minister who met us at the airstrip took great pleasure in telling us that our teeth might explode if we went outside unprotected. I laughed. No one else did. He gave me this look. Reminded me of you a little, actually. I assure you it's no laughing matter, Captain Green. 
But did he launch into a five-part explanation for why this happens? No. A disgrace to humorless pedants everywhere. You'd be appalled. Anyway, this room. The window is triple-paned. Not a chance of opening it, even if I wanted to. And the floors are heated. The bed has a huge sunshine yellow puff, practically as thick as the mattress. It might crush me to death, but I bet I'd die happy. I'd die alone at the rate things are going, but there are worse ways to die. Better ones, too. You don't mind my stories, you say. You're going to regret saying that. I am full of them. Did I ever tell you about the time I went AWOL in basic? I was so close to getting my wings, and I was just itching, strutting around, bossing the new recruits, so bored. There was a concert I wanted to see. Alina Devine and her orchestra, they screamed a lot. So I forged a pass, waited until most people were showering for dinner, and just beat it. It wasn't that far from the airbase, which was good because I was cutting it pretty close. All the concerts got pushed early because of the curfew. There was this part of the concert where she got a bunch of people up on stage and poured water all over them. I do not remember what the logic was. It definitely had something to do with that song, I May Not Love You Like I Love My Mother and That's the Good News. The guy next to me got pulled up, and since we'd been chatting about the concert and he knew I was a big fan, he just threw me over his shoulder and brought me up on stage with him. Alina dumped water all over us. I made out with the bass player. The guy who dragged me up there crowd surfed while I held his shoes. It was the best night of my life. The next morning, Sergeant Munoz dragged me up in front of everyone, and I was doing a great job of hiding how fucking hungover I was, but then he had me demonstrate push-up form 30 times. I spewed all over my front, the ground, his shoes. I was cleaning latrines for a week. Later, when I'd been flying a while, maybe I'd already made lieutenant, I had a leave and happened to see him again, and he admitted that he had been at the concert too, AWOL too, and saw a chance to take me down a peg. Don't know what the point of that story was. It's just the way things were, I guess. I get that you have to tell Evelyn stories. I didn't at first, but you convinced me, all right? Just... He wasn't a saint. I'd hate for him to become one. He mispronounced words he'd only read, and he talked over people, and sometimes his feet stank. The fact that he wanted to do right always, and the fact that he loved... He was just a person. Can we agree? Okay. I'm going down to dinner. Night, Jane. Allegros's wife. That's who Josephine Crooks was staring at, and now she's out there talking to her like she's some celebrity. David Allegros' wife, Jane, she is here. And she's been here since Telos. She's been here the whole time. Sorry, Anna's there? Anna's on Tyrannus with the friendship delegation. That's... That tells us something. Anyway, it's a less sinister explanation for why Allegros has been dogging your footsteps. Uh, it, it also tells us he couldn't spirit her away himself, or, or that whatever party has him isn't interested in reuniting families, at least not on their own dime. 
maybe it's it's just an excuse to get Anna out there without drawing suspicion. Keep an eye on the situation. I don't really know her. I mostly just saw her at holiday parties and then behind closed doors at the trials, and neither of those are really places to get to know someone, but I still doubt she's dangerous. Then again, I, I wouldn't have thought that David Allegros I knew could survive being punched by Captain Sophie Green in the street. <clears throat> I'm not sure I really have more news at this point. I found Dr. Costa. She's not off-planet, so stop sounding that particular alarm, I guess. She didn't seem well, but that could just be the stress getting to her. She didn't want to talk to me. To address your previous concern, I am only fairly certain the Medean ambassador drugged my tea. I felt fine when we started talking, then I drank some tea, and I felt less fine. I'm sure it didn't get her anything. It turns out that I'm less of a humorless pedant when I'm high on unknown substances. I rambled about pointless things for 20 minutes and then eventually found my way back to my room where I called Anders Lee before sleeping the rest of it off. Nothing to be done about it now. Any further investigation into the substance could tip Blanc off as to my misadventure, and I really don't want to be confined to my quarters. If you'd like more evidence that I'm perfectly fine, this will have to do. I'm meeting with Lopez in half an hour, and I plan to record our conversation. I might as well send it directly to you. You're as good a backup as anything. Some lipstick, you'll popping coral. I'm a political prisoner, Lopez, and not a prom queen. It looks different on camera, darling. I know you weren't wearing any last time, but it's a different time of day. And the light gave you a healthier glow than it's giving you now. And it's coral, not scarlet. It's going to make you look well-rested, not depraved. We want people to see you as pretty, romantic, tragically locked up in the prime of her youth. Or don't you want my viewers to sympathize with you? There's a good girl now. What do you... What's that? What's what? The comms on your dresser. Darling, you don't need to record us. I've got state-of-the-art equipment here. It's for my own records. I usually have people turn their comms off while I'm working. They can create feedback loops, make unfortunate sounds at unfortunate times, distract my subjects. It's not going to be a problem. I just think... I'm wearing the lipstick. Don't push your luck. Are you ready to start? I suppose I have to be. Fine. All right. We did the intro last time. Blah, blah. We talked about your background, Rowley, your friendship with Evelyn in school... The Salida del Sol. Wonderful. All right. Computer, begin recording. Recording in three, two, one. Mark. Dr. Gonzalez, tell us more about the final year of the war. Pasithea powder had finally gone into active distribution. What was that like? Um, at the beginning of the war, I spent more of my time in the university hospital laboratory. In the final year of the war, I spent most of my time in an active ward for victims of PTSD. We all became de facto nurses, no longer just researchers. So you came into work every day and wiped people's memories? I came into work every day and helped wounded soldiers, as I believed at the time. When was your first moment of doubt? 
I, I don't understand the question. When was the first moment you thought, oh God, maybe I'm not just helping wounded soldiers, maybe I'm actually harming people? I'm not sure I... You have to admit that when you joined the conspiracy, you'd come around to thinking Pasithea powder was harmful. Of course. So, the first moment the penny dropped for you was... I think it was a conversation with Evelyn. Do tell. It was after a particularly hard day. As you can imagine, there weren't many easy days working with traumatized soldiers and their families. But some days strike you worse than others for whatever reason. Evelyn was home from... um, He'd just come back from a trip to Castaneda with the Salida del Sol research for the protests they'd eventually stage at the military base there where they built the warships he was often away those last two years and i worked longer and longer hours so we didn't see each other that much and we were usually too tired to really talk um and so anyway i i came home and i could see that he was back um his bag was on the floor uh, things had been messed up in the kitchen but he wasn't in the apartment. The window was open, though, so I knew where he was. We lived on the top floor, right next to Santa Pedro's Cathedral, and if you climbed out onto the ledge and weren't afraid of heights, you could pull yourself up to the roof. It wasn't very safe. There were loose bricks. It was a steep climb to get up to the level part, and sometimes ancient masonry would just crumble off the cathedral spires and land on our roof, but honestly, it wasn't very safe staying in that apartment to begin with. Everyone was worried the cathedral would be a target for bombs, and we were right in the danger zone. Of course, the apartment building would be leveled two months later, and the cathedral's still standing. Anyway, um, Evelyn was up there like I knew he would be. Smoking. He smoked. He wasn't a saint. I, uh... I hadn't seen him in weeks, and he looked terrible. He'd been in a fight, it looked like. He had a huge green bruise on the side of his face, and a scab on his lip where it had clearly been split. And he saw me, and his face did something complicated. Like he was trying to hide how shocked he looked. And he said, Jesus, Janie. What have they done to you? And I realized... Agent Blanc! Excuse me? We're in the middle of an interview. Not anymore. Come on, Gonzalez, get up. You're coming with me. Where are you taking me? Honestly, I don't understand why you can't give us ten more minutes to... Are those handcuffs? Is this an arrest? Dr. Gonzalez has been under arrest for months. She's a criminal in case you forgot about that. But yep, we're going to a more secure location. Trust me, Janie, it's for your own safety. But what's happened? Agent Block, a comment from my listeners. What's her crime? One of the Rowley conspirators just tried to escape. How's that for your listeners? What? Who? Later, Janie. Come on. This is amazing. Oh my god. Computer, save recording. Recording saved. Computer, get me Stevie. Connecting you in three, two, 
One. Stevie, clear my afternoon and find out who the hell just tried to escape from the Cassandran capital. It's going to be good, and we're beating that incompetent Perry to the punch. Send a cab for me immediately and get me Ada. Computer, disconnect me. Disconnected. Oh, I guess there's... How do you stop this anyway? Jane. Jane, when you get this, call me. Or Lopez, if you still have Jane's comms. This is Captain Sophie Green. This is off the record. Call me immediately. Damn it, Jane. It's been 48 hours. I am this close to flying back to Cassandra, just stealing a ship and going. Anders Lee would back me up. He doesn't know what's happening, but that doesn't matter. He cares about you, so if he knew, he would understand. I can't just sit here. Today we went around to like 20 classrooms and told the story of how fucking heroic we are, how heroic the Medeans were, and how heroic we were despite everything. It was a real overcoming narrative. Like, I'm so inspiring. I'm a cautionary tale. Their lives, wow. Their moms might hate them and their girlfriends might dump them, but at least they didn't lose the war and everyone they... I could tell you a story about that, but it's fucking weird. It's not like I'm talking to you when you're there, but now that you're not there... I, um, I'm hoping you get this. But also, if there's any way you could pretend I haven't left you, like, 6,000 messages... My head is pounding, and people are running around the hallway. They... You have reached the memory limits of this communication device. You have been disconnected. Fuck. Sophie, I knocked, but you weren't there. We're supposed to be at the minister's house in an hour. Also, I don't know if you heard... I wanted to tell you in person, but I guess it's better you hear it from me this way than from someone else. Eurydice Costa was found dead. Dr. Costa. One of the rally conspirators. I thought I should let you know in case you wanted to know. How's Jane doing? Okay, see you soon. Mom? Hi. It's Sophie. I guess you're asleep. Or out with Ronaldo. I wanted to, I don't know, say hi, hear your voice, but things are... You know what? Never mind. I'll catch you later. No need to call back. I'm fine. You know, I'm always fine. Hi. I, uh, I guess you heard about Costa. She's dead. She tried to escape in a one-person shuttle, apparently. Her bracelet activated, she passed out, and the shuttle crashed into the green spire and collapsed on Santa Pedra's cathedral. Casualty of the war, um, after all. 
I don't know what she was thinking. Uh, no, I, I know exactly what happened. I can't be the only one who's noticed Allegros is missing. Maybe she was approached or, or recruited by Blanc or Colin or someone. Maybe she said no or threatened to expose them. And maybe these are the consequences. I don't know why they're doing this. It's so obvious. It's inelegant. If we keep dying and disappearing, the PSA is going to notice and we'll be back at war with Medea. I don't, um, it doesn't make sense. I'm fine. Bonk took me down to the cell block. They'll, they put us all in separate cells. Just like the first week we were here. I guess so they could count us, make sure we were all still there without letting us count ourselves. Convenient. Lopez's interview with me went live this morning with more coverage of Costa's death. I don't, um, come off well in it. You've probably heard it by now. Uh, so I guess it's good I can count on you again, Sophie. Um, if anything happens to me, do make sure everything we found out goes straight to the PSA, okay? They might believe it coming from you. Actually, it'll look even better if I'm dead, so... I'm sorry. I'm just... tired. Don't steal a ship. I'm alright. I need you to just... keep being Captain Sophie Green. People trust her. People like her. I'm, uh... I'm gonna go lie down. Jane, I'm sending you, well, you'll know what I sent you. Listen when you can, call me when you can. This recording has been prepared for Dr. Jane Gonzalez on the behalf of Sophie Green. Transmission underway. Is it all right if I record? Do I have a choice? Good point. I'm recording. Okay, Anna Allegros, tell me, why are you here? I'm here because you dragged me here. You drew a gun on me. I didn't draw a gun on you. I offered to draw a gun on you if it would make things easier. If you're going to say things for the benefit of the recording, you should know that it's not going anywhere official. I already know that. Why? Because they already know you're here? Why are you with the friendship delegation? It's my job. I'm a civil servant. I'm lucky to be one. Yeah, how do they square that on Cassandra? Hiring a traitor's wife to clean up our messes? You said it, not me. I guess it makes a kind of sense. Your family doesn't starve. They look magnanimous. How did Josephine Crooks know who you are? It's embarrassing. On Medea, I guess they think David and his colleague... The Rowley conspirators... They look more favorably on them. I mean... Medea won the war. Medea won the war. Can I get you anything? Coffee? Water? Sure. Here's the thing. I know where your children live. What's that? Oh. I know where your children go to school. Traitors shouldn't have children. I mean... 
No one in this line of work should have children, but traders should really think twice before embarking on parenthood. David can't have reached middle age without hearing the phrase bargaining chip, or collateral, but he had children anyway, and having had children, he at no point thought, hmm, my actions may have consequences for the people I care about. Or maybe he doesn't care about your children. Maybe he doesn't care about you. He cares about us. He doesn't live with you. He's not allowed to. He left without telling you. Or didn't he? That's why you're here, isn't it? You may as well tell me. I'm going to find out. How? By picking up that comms device and sending someone to pick up your children at Santa Ramona College Prep, great school, by the way, and ripping their fingernails out. Please. You're better than he is. A better parent, anyway. I can see that you care about your kids. You obviously do. And where is he? Playing planet hop because he got bored? Couldn't spend one more day in those miserable rooms? Fuck his wife. Fuck his children. He's gone. That's not it. What's not it? I'm trying to do the right thing here, but you are not making it easy. Do you want me to pick up the comms and call? Would that speed things along? I know it doesn't feel like it. I'm doing this for your own good. How is threatening to rip out my children's fingernails? I've seen your husband twice now. He is sloppy. Whatever he's doing, he's not good at it. If he has help, they aren't protecting him. I've lost track of how many people I've killed. Couldn't begin to tell you what number he'd be. Tell me. I'm not supposed to tell you. You don't owe him anything. It's not him. It's... You're wrong. He's a good father. A good husband. He's... Spit it out. He wanted me here. That's nice. How did you get here? Agent Cullen brought me. It was part of the agreement. What agreement? His agreement with David. To get him to follow through. David wanted to see me, make sure I'm alright. Agent Cullen got me here, made sure I'd be on the planets where the friendship delegation and David crossed paths. Agent Cullen isn't like you. I should hope not. Agent Cullen doesn't have to threaten our children to get what he wants. What does Agent Cullen have your husband doing? He's going planet to planet, gathering ingredients. Ingredients? You have to promise me you won't hurt my children. What are the ingredients for? If you hurt them, the Queen's Guard will come after you. (laughs) There's nothing they can do to me. Tell me. He's gathering ingredients because he was asked, not because he wants to. He wouldn't do that. He is loyal. David is gathering ingredients for the Pasathea powder. Will you let me go? Go. And will you promise to... You were never here. If Agent Cullen asks, this never happened. Nothing will happen to your children. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. Transmission concluded. Okay. Okay, this is... This is what we were expecting, more or less. 
This is... A, we knew this was a possibility. This is enough, isn't it? This is proof. You... You, you just have to send that last message to the PSA, to Eleanor Lopez, or really any other outlet, or, or to the Strategic Alliance Council itself, if you have better context than I do. It, it would be ideal if you weren't also threatening innocent children on the recording, but I guess you can't have everything. Uh, send it off as soon as you get this, if you haven't already, and we're, we're done. <sighs> I haven't left my rooms all day. I don't know. I've been getting better at acting, but I don't know how I'll look at them now. Blanc, the other agents, the Queen's Guard. The Queen? They want to make more Pasithea powder. Of course that's what they want. It's what they always want. Do you know that Reina Valencia spoke to us all herself when we were first arrested? She's just as beautiful in person. She came into my cell in a gown. Blue silk just drifting around her, little azuline flowers in her hair like something out of a fairy tale. I was disgusting. I hadn't showered in days, and in the cells they'd... Um, but she didn't care. She held my hands in both of hers, and she called me by name, and she said she knew I just wanted to help people, that I didn't want to hurt anyone else, that it was perfectly clear. She said we were all very brave and very honorable. She admired us. And then she explained that what we'd made couldn't be put back in the box. Not really. And that if we left Cassandra without any reserves, we'd be helpless against whoever recreated it next, no matter who they were. So really, I had to help her. It was for the greater good, not just for Cassandra, but for the galaxy. Maybe I could even help create a counter-drug, something that reversed Pasithea's effects. I'd like that, wouldn't I? She was so certain of herself, smiling at me like an angel taking pity on a sinner. She didn't know that Rowley had shown us the reports already. We knew exactly what the military had been planning to do with Pasithea. I told her I'd rather die. Sophie... If, when you take this public, and the Queen has to finally make up her mind what to do with us, I hope that you'll... Is someone there? Um, Lopez, that's not... Lying. Always lying, aren't you, monster? Oh my god. You just can't leave people alone. We're trying to move on. And you, you just can't I, let I'm us. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'll, I'll leave you alone, please. Put down Stop knife. lying! My wife is dead because of you, and you're... I, I don't know you. I don't know your wife. Um, You're up here in the lap of luxury, living in the palace, dragging the queen's name through the mud, plotting all kinds of things. Please don't! It's not fair. It's not right. You're right. It's, it's not. I'm, I'm sorry. You learn. Someone's got to pay for it. Drop your weapon. What? I am Agent Blank of the Queen's Guard. Now drop your weapon. Someone has to pay for it. Get down! Oh my god. Oh my god. It's okay. It's okay. He's knocked out, not dead. He was going to kill me. I wouldn't let that happen to you. He was in my room. He was in my closet. I don't know for how long. He was just waiting in there. You're all right. Come here. You're all right. Look, you're barely even bleeding. You saved me. 
course I did. That's my job. I've got I've got blood on you. Um, it's all right, Jamie. Um, um, I need to. Uh, it's okay. Um, I'll I'll call you later. Jesus Christ! I. How many of these am I going to wake up to? You can't keep doing this to me. All right. You're right. And if you think I care about appearances in the middle of this, then, well, you can go fuck yourself, actually. I meant what I said to Anna Allegros. In the middle of this friendship delegation tour, what can they actually do to me? Was that convincing? Now I'm just talking to myself. Fine. Okay, fine. Jane... I'll call you back when it's done. Uh, The first thing you should know is that I'm fine as of, well, whatever time it is. You can check. I'm fine. I'm in Ender's room. No clue when he's coming back. I sort of broke in. Like how Evelyn and I used to break into empty classrooms to get a little peace. And I can't be in my room right now. I think... I'm not afraid, but I'm uh, not sure what happens next, and I have to tell you before I do anything else. <sighs> First, I hung up on you before and immediately went to transmit. I thought Lopez would be best, all things considered, given that I know she's already sort of on our side, your side, the side of getting all this out in the open, anyway. She's nosy, I guess is what I'm saying. She's useful. You were right. But I didn't even get a chance because Agent Cullen walked into my room. He didn't even knock. The door was locked. He just came in. And I was wearing a robe, essentially. I wasn't wearing underwear. And I I don't need to be wearing underwear to kill a man for fuck's sake, but it makes it easier. I yelled or whatever, said something about how dare he when I'm barely awake, why is he still following me around, obsessed much, etc., It was a good shot, but it was like I didn't say anything. He leaned up against the door. I understand there's been an accident, he said. And while I was calculating how much force I would have to use to throw him through the window and whether I would die of asphyxiation in the process, he said, I have to apologize. And that brought me up short because I'm still not trusting him, don't worry, but I am curious. This is not the play I expected him to make. So then he says, Anna Allegros has been telling tales. I say nothing. He says, poor woman. I say nothing. He says, I understand you bore the brunt of her delusion. I say nothing. He says, don't worry, we're taking care of her. At this point, I have to say something. So I say, I don't know what she told you, but it didn't bother me. That's not the first time someone's hit on me. You should have seen his face. He was like those old cartoons, wide-eyed, single take. I thought for a second I had him. Then he told me what she told him, which was basically everything. So I had to backpedal like, oh, I wasn't sure what she said to you. I didn't want to speak out of turn. She seemed off. It's unbelievable anyway what she says. I didn't believe a word of it. You have to understand, he said. She's a very ill woman, not a credible witness. So I asked, where is she now? 
He didn't answer me. Instead, he said, she claims you threatened her children to get her to talk. Is that true? I don't know what you're talking about, I said, because if he can lie to my face, I can lie to his. I didn't ask her anything. She just told me, presumably to manipulate me into acting on her behalf. But don't worry, Agent Cullen, I know whose side I'm on. I swear to God, Jane, I could see him calculating the same trip to the window through the glass. Sometimes I really think it's politeness that keeps us from killing each other. And on days like today, I have to wonder how much politeness is fucking worth. Finally, he spoke. Good, he said. Obviously, she couldn't stay on spreading lies. She needs help. We've sent her somewhere she can be looked after. Back to the locked rooms in the palace, I assumed, but it turns out he meant somewhere completely different. He said it while he was going out the door. We've sent her to Mercy House. It's really the best place for her to be until she recants. Big pause. Fake smile. I'm sorry. Recovers. Then he was gone. That goddamn place. I probably never told you about how I woke up there once during the war. I was on leave. To this day, I'm not sure something about being found asleep in public and cursing out the guy who tried to wake me. I don't remember that happening, but never mind. Not the time. The point is that, yeah, I wasn't surprised to hear that they hustled in Allegros off to the psych ward, but also I know it's a place you just turn up sometimes. It wasn't, like, impossible that Cullen would come back with reinforcements and cart me off. So I thought, fuck Lopez, I'm going to the strategic alliance with this. I need you to recognize something for a second. I love Cassandra, but I can see when I've been... Maybe when this is all over, I can be sad about how this planet I have dedicated my life to can be engaged in such a massive criminal mistake. But it only took me two seconds to decide to rat us all out to the PSA. You can't just call them, obviously. They don't sit there in their station around the council table to wait on our problems. There are hoops to jump through. I had to sit there on my comms, put on endless hold for hours. Every minute that passed, I got more and more on edge. At least I had time to put on clothes. I moved the dresser in front of the door so no one could surprise me again. When I heard a human voice, I expected it to be another intermediary, an assistant or a secretary or something, so I was still half in and half out of my gun belt. Then there's this pause, and I look up, and right there on screen is Vice President for Security Vivian Howe, and I just about shat myself. I don't have to tell you, the woman's a legend. I don't even like her, and even I can admit that without her... The PSA would have lost their shit during the Azulian conflict. She's the one who kept them out of it, stopped PSA planets from taking sides, told everyone to wait until we stopped swinging and then swoop in. Of course, that was before you and Rowley and the rest had to go and... (laughs) Fucking brilliant and evil is my point. And if I'm going to share that recording with anyone... I figured I should explain first, but she wasn't having any of it. We're busy people, Captain Green, she said. Play what you have for us and let's get on with our day. 
I didn't expect to have to sit there and watch her listen, but I did. I sat right there, leaning against the dresser against the door, and watched Vivian Howe listen to Anna Allegros confess. When the recording was done, she didn't say anything. The silence was too much. I was crawling out of my skin, so I said, Vice President Howe, Cassandra is making Pasithea powder. And what did she say? I'll tell you what she said, Jane. Because she said it, and then she hung up on me, and then I yanked back the dresser and got out of that room. I said, Cassandra is making Pasithea powder, and she said, Captain Green, if you go to the trouble to call me, you should make an effort to tell me something I don't already know. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode five for your own good. Tune in next time to see what fresh disaster awaits our lovely and rapidly fraying heroines. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedeman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Agent Blanc was portrayed by Colin Killick. Eleanor Lopez was portrayed by Jackie Andrews. Anna Allegros was portrayed by Grace Carricker. Anders Lee was portrayed by Chia Seed. And Ian Andrews was the man. The voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. Narration by the glitter of spider eyes when you shine a flashlight on midnight grass. Original music by Annie Morionto. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasathea Powder or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where transcripts are available. The Pasathea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in Episode 6, and there it is. <laughs>